Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to the Daily Daf Differently podcast. My name is Joshua Culp and today we're continuing with the third chapter of Moed Katan. We are learning Daf Kaf Gimel, page 23 of Moed Katan. Uh, again, we're continuing to talk about Avilut, as I said, was going to be most of the chapter. And I want to focus on one issue of Avilut that comes up on this daf, and that is specifically the Avilut for a spouse. Uh, there's a brighta that begins about, uh, let's say almost halfway down um, the first Amud, that talks about Avilut for a spouse. Now, one thing I want to point out, even before we begin to read the Gemara, is that um, the the issue here is remarriage. Uh, and what's interesting when you think about remarriage after the death of a first wife or a first husband is that this is the only, uh, a spouse is the only partner, is the only um, person we mourn for who we can truly, uh, at least in a sense, replace. All other relationships, God forbid, your father, your mother, child, brother, sister, dies, there's no way of really in any way uh, replacing that person. Uh, even having another child, quite clearly a second child is not a replacement for a first child. Uh, you don't replace the relationship because it's just a new relationship with a new child. But to a certain extent, and again, I don't mean to be insensitive, obviously um, a second spouse after the first one has died is not a replacement for that person, but the re- relationship has been replaced. So if you had um, a man had a wife, let's say, uh, although it was permitted for men to have two wives, a man had one wife and for some reason decided only to take one wife, uh, and then she died, and then he remarries. So again, he has one wife. And he, we would say about that person that she is his wife. The same thing uh, from the woman's perspective. So I think that makes the death of um, of a spouse a little bit different, because when one goes to remarry, it's in a sense uh, forgetting or, or recreating a new relationship that's going to replace the death of the, um, the, the, the loss of the person who just died. So that's something to think about. Now, let's read the Brayta, and then I'll make some comments on it. Tanu Rabbanan, the rabbis taught, So when it comes to um, the death of any of your relatives, there's a th- and this is addressed to the male, we'll see later on. This is addressed to the male. When it comes to um, uh, remarrying, generally speaking, there is a prohibition of 30 days. Um, and uh, we could talk about over here, um, what about if the um, mother or the father die? Most Rishonim, I believe, say that if you can't go to somebody else's wedding after your mother or father die for thirty day for 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 twelve months, Kavachom or all the more so that you yourself cannot get married. So let's say um, um, that's one opinion among the Rishonim. Um, other opinions say that uh, if it's your own marriage, you're allowed to get married even if your mother or your father died um, after 30 days, and you don't have to wait the first 12 months. 
Um, and that certainly seems to be closer to the shot of the bright over here, which doesn't mention any distinction. Okay, going on. Meta ishto. So if the male man's wife dies, asur lisa isha acheret ad shlosha regalim. He is not allowed to marry another woman for three festivals. So this, if it happens before Pesach, he would have to wait Pesach, Shavuot, and, uh, and then Sukkot, which would be about six months. And you can work that out. It's going to work out differently depending on when during the year um, the death occurs. But it's certainly going to be longer than 30 days. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, regular Rishon Vesheni, Asur, so he has to wait one and then a second regular, a second festival, Shlishi Mutar. But before the third one, he's allowed to remarry. Uh, so that's a more lenient opinion, and we do not follow this halacha. Interesting to note that even though the halacha is generally more lenient in issues of Averut, most Rishonim hold that we do not follow this halacha, and the person has to wait three regalim to remarry. Ve'im ein lo banim, mutar risa altar. And if he has no children, he is permitted to remarry immediately, mishum biltu pirya veriviya. Because of uh, the annulment of the mitzvah to be fruitful and multiply. So in other words, here we see that the Brita makes an exception. It, there is a great mitzvah, the Chazal, the rabbis put a lot of emphasis, perhaps emphasized more than any other mitzvah, on the mitzvah of having children. So if the man dies, and uh, if the woman dies, and this man has no children, he's not allowed to wait three months, or three regalim, three festivals, um, and he really should, in a sense, not just is allowed to, really should try to get married as soon as possible, because the rabbis felt that the mitzvah of Piryavariviyah, of being fruitful and multiplying, of having children, takes precedence over virtually all other mitzvot, even over mourning for his first wife. If the first mother died and he has small children, he is allowed to marry immediately because he needs to take care of these children. Now, of course, this is a, a sexist assumption, they, uh, as we've talked about before, Rabbinic society was certainly not egalitarian, it was a patriarchy, and in the patriarchy, the assumption was the woman would do ta the taking the care of the smaller children, and therefore, uh, if his wife dies and he has small children, he needs a wife. And so again here we see a seder of um, a defield, a, um, a, a hierarchy of preferences, that the rabbis prefer that he mourn less for his first wife and have somebody there to take care of the children. We might call this a little bit insensitive, but we might also say, look, the children's needs come first. And if he finds a woman who's willing to marry him and take care of his children, then that will make the lives of these children who are left without their mother, if that would help make their lives better, then he's allowed to do that. The Gemara goes on, Joseph the Kohen, his wife died. He said to her sister, in the cemetery. In other words, while he was burying his first wife, he said to her sister, Go and take care of the children of your sister, meaning I would like you to marry, I would like to marry you and you, for you to take care of your nieces and nephews, your children, your wife, your daughter, your, excuse me, your sister's children. But, 
Even so, he didn't have relations with her for a long time. The Gemara asks, Maim Lizman Merubah, what's a long time? Amar of Papa, Lechar Shloshim So he did at least wait the 30 days. Now I want to um, talk a little bit as, um, before we finish over here, why is it, what are the different variant theories as to why a person has to wait longer, a male has to wait longer to um, remarry after the death of his first wife? So the, the the first opinion, I believe this is ascribed to Rashi, is that it just looks like if he remarries so quickly, it looks like he wasn't mourning. And he was acting kind of callously. He doesn't care all that much that his first wife died. And he just goes and remarries after 30 days. Uh, and as I said, because this relationship is a replacement relationship, so it's not like your mother or your father die and you remarry after 30 days. Because no one would think you're just callously replacing your mother or your father. But if your wife dies, it looks like you're trying to just replace her, like you didn't really care about the loss of your first wife. Um, the second one is similar. Right? We want to give him some time to remember his first wife. right? To sit there and properly mourn her and to think about her. And if he remarries too quickly, then he's not really giving proper attention to his first wife. And the third one um, is actually interesting. We want him to have enough time so that he can forget about his first wife. We don't want him to go into this marriage with the second woman, treating her as if she was still the first woman. Right? What the toast will call right? Two opinions, two like people, right? While he's in bed with his second wife, he's still thinking about his first wife. That is something we don't want to happen. So we give him more time in which he's not allowed to remarry. Now, interestingly, the Bavli doesn't say anything about the woman remarrying, uh, how long she has to wait to remarry for the death of the first husband. Um, and the Reef brings in a quote from the Yerushalmi, where the Yerushalmi says she has to wait 90 days, but there is nowhere else in the Yerushalmi that says she has to wait a full three festivals. The 90 days is there just to determine who is the father of the uh, um of a subsequent child, which means under certain circumstances she wouldn't even have to wait the 90 days and she could marry immediately. For instance, let's say she's pregnant. I, um, and her husband dies when she's, let's say, six months pregnant, noticeably pregnant. We now know that that child is from the first husband, so she may not have to wait even 90 days, and she could get remarried immediately, meaning after 30 days she would have to mourn. So why is she allowed to remarry so quickly? Um, so there are different theories, different opinions among the Rishonim. One is, and they're all going to be obviously um, non-egalitarian, but I still think they tell us a little bit about the needs that are fulfilled in marriage. And it may be that today, in a more egalitarian world, both of these needs are fulfilled from uh, from both parties. One is uh, she needs a husband to protect her. Women were more vulnerable back then. And therefore, a um, unmarried woman, if she were to stay unmarried too long, she could be uh, vulnerable to predators in society. Um, two is she was less attached to her husband. She just didn't care about him as much. This may reflect that she had a little bit less choice in the marriage in the first place. And if the husband was more of the initiator and he cut the deal with the woman's father, so how much might she have been attached to him in the first place? Now, that's something we don't know. It might have depended uh, from marriage to varied from marriage to marriage, and uh, she may not feel his loss so greatly because she didn't choose him. Uh, and the second idea, the third idea, is that it just may be harder for her to find a new husband. Again, societally, it was less acceptable for the woman to go chasing after 
uh, a man. And therefore, if she does find a man who's willing to marry her, she should take that opportunity. Again, um, I am certainly not suggesting that this lack of balance between the male and the female is something that uh, is reflective of our society, but I think it's interesting in their society where we can see that different people had different needs uh, met through marriage. The husband more seems to have been emotionally attached to his wife and needing her for raising her children. And the woman was seems to, at least uh, according to this piece, more needing her husband for, for protection, for security, for um, financial security, and would have been more um, vulnerable without him. Of course, I'm sure there were cases where a husband needed his wife for financial and emotional security as well, and I'm sure there were cases where women truly did love their husbands, um, but it's still interesting to look at the imbalances in this relationship and how they're reflected in the laws of Avilut. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epicorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.